I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they desire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all will be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vale's World. It's the Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vale's World Podcast, and we are back with yet another amazing episode. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vale's World Podcast. And if you would like to be a guest or sponsor an upcoming episode, shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com. But before we get started, y'all might not know, it might be some new folks out there. I just want to give y'all a little lay down, the rules of the show. So we're going to start off with a good read, and then we're going to go into what's popping. So that's current events, what's going on in the world. That's what's going on in Vail's world and the crazy world around us. And then we're going to get to the hot topic, and you don't want to miss that. Let's get on with the show. So today's good read is Tax Wealth, How to Build Massive Wealth by Permanently Lowering Your Taxes by Tom Wilwright. So I ain't even finna get in too much of the tax talk because it's confusing and it's always changing. This book gave me so much insight on where we were as a country with taxes and where we are now, which is completely different. And it gave me the tools to better prepare myself as I have conversations with my CPA about taxes. Yes, I trust my CPA. I love my CPA, but it's good to have some insight, some detail on all the different entities in your business. And in the words of Jay-Z, I ain't a businessman. I'm a businessman. So I got to make sure my business is intact and figure out ways to efficient, legally and efficiently leverage taxes with all the different things that I have going on. So it's some good ways to start. I ain't rich yet, but when I get there, y'all go know. So make sure y'all tap into Tax-Free Wealth, How to Build Massive Wealth by Permanently Lowering Your Taxes by Tom Wheelwright. And get at me, man. It's a part of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad family with Rob Kawazuki. So you know it's a good read. So now let's tap into what's popping. All right. I must say, I was wrong about the Neil Long situation. Ume was out here wilding. It wasn't as bad. So I, I I seen Matt Bourne's response and I thought it was something crazy. But it just shows you how black men still bow down to white supremacy, white dominance, and how we always fucking up for these white women. So what happened? Apparently, Ume is a serial I forgot the word they used in the article. It was crazy. Um, and it's hard to really say cheating because we don't know what their arrangement was. And it's not like he's married. So all these different things that make it like beyond worse outside of just cheating on Nia Long doesn't really exist. It doesn't really exist. So apparently this black man was caught cheating with the vice president's wife, the vice president of finance. Why this white woman isn't being blasted on social media and all the media platforms? I have no idea why, but it's easier to pinpoint the black man. And apparently this wife was responsible for the travel arrangements for not only Ume, Ime, 
I don't know how to pronounce his name, but not only him, but as well as family, including Neil Long to get to games, which is, it's not too crazy. It's not too bad, honestly. So all the other investigation, all the other little snippets that was coming out, there was a PI that the husband purchased to figure out, one, was his wife cheating? And then two, who? He never assumed who it was. He found out due to the investigation. A lot of things happened behind scenes and we get what we know. My thing about Matt Bournes, I thought it was some type of sexual assault, some type of sexual harassment. It's clear that the relationships that he had with these women in the Celtics organization was consensual. And that's all we know as of now. So I'm still thrown off why Matt Bournes retracted back from his statements in a fashion that he did. He, he, he did say he has information that he's not willing to kind of express. But based on the information that we have, there was nothing to throw your mans under the bus about. And that ain't cool. That ain't cool. I don't care about a vice president's wife cheating with a black man and w- w- whatever. It happens all the time. Get over it. Get a divorce. Separate whatever y'all want to do. You know, it is what it is. It happens. What if you was in that situation? It happens. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you fired for messing with my wife. That's some stuff I need to handle at home and personally. That is nothing that I'm going to drag into the organization and affect my money, my coins. So they have to figure that out. Neil Long says she gonna stick beside her man and they going through counseling. We'll see what that looks like in a couple months and what the results are. We we trying to, you know, on the NBA side, we trying to figure out like, is he fired? Like what's going on? You suspended him for a year paid, which is smart on his end because I'm not finna mess up my contract. I'm going ahead and get that check since y'all want to send me home. Uh, over some whole shit, you know, bros over hoes over some whole shit. Like, we don't, you know, we just go ahead and get to the next one. But that's neither here nor there. So that's, I, I wanted to go back and just let y'all know I was wrong. I can admit it when I'm wrong. And all this is speculation right now anyway. So, yeah, whatever. Anywho, last week, Hurricane Ian hit. We didn't get it as bad. It's a lot of people that I know moved down here. So this was a first hurricane experience. Me being in South Florida for my first hurricane experience and then moving to Central Florida, I kind of have a different type of swagger about it. I'm learning that in the inland we really don't get the hurricane because the hurricane is like a tornado in the water. But what we do get is what I'm used to in St. Louis is rough winds and a lot of rain, hard rain for a long time. So the result of that is typically flooding and power outages. Fortunately for us, we didn't experience the flooding in the area that I stay in and where my business occupy. And we only had two to three hours of power outage the next day. And that was because the electric was turned turned off because there were some lines down and some and some flooding going on on different parts of the county and they had to do what was responsible to make sure that no one is electrocuted um we don't have massive power outage that's unrepairable and they did a great job on getting on top of that so i do appreciate all those utility workers that were out here doing the aftermath of the hurricane to make sure that power was was back on floods were being maintained retention pumps were being pumped and lakes were being like it was it was a lot of stuff going on and we still recovering to this day. There were definitely some deaths in the area from drowning and things of that nature. So just one time, man, prayers and salute all those
those that's been giving. The other day, I was at the news station at 5.30 in the morning. Y'all know I don't like being woke and humanly active early in the morning. That's where I work out, record podcasts, edit podcasts. I'll spend some time to myself to prepare my day and things like that. And yesterday and the other day, I just had to invest that to doing something right for the greater good of Central Floridians and join the United Way with the telethon watch too and it was great it was great talked to some amazing people talked to some people that was like hey i'm being impacted by the flood the hurricane power outage can't go to work but i'm still here to donate and all i have is five dollars right now and that reminded me that a lot of times i don't donate it's because of pride because i want to be able to donate the big bucks the the money that i know that's gonna you know make people say oh a lot of times it's not about that right if a million people donate a dollar that's a million dollars But a lot of times we don't think about it like that because of pride. What's a dollar? I might as well keep my dollar. And I was hearing from people that were directly impacted and they just trying to give something, even if it was their last. So that inspired me to donate more. I've been doing a better job with donating. I can't donate to every cause and everything because if I'm broke, I can't donate anything. And there's a lot of organizations that I'm a part of that I try to make financial contributions to when I can or provide services, which helps them save money and use my connections of connecting people, which allows them to recruit so that that can be a stream of revenue and our resources that can help them save money. So that's how I try to give back to the best of my ability. I know for sure during the first block, I was there from 530 to 1030 and I had the highest donation of a thousand dollars. Nice, nice lady, Laurel. I remember because we had a conversation about me staying on the street with her name, and she said it was the best street ever. And I, I, I can agree. It was a nice street. So I had an amazing conversation with her. She, old lady, donated a thousand dollars. She said she's seen things on the news and been following uh, for the last couple of days, and she just wanted to do something. She wasn't impacted. She don't know anyone that was impacted, but she wanted to help out. And because she loved my voice um, and the conversation that we had, she thought a thousand dollars was well more, way more than enough um, for her to make her donation. And we appreciate that. And I don't care if it's a dollar, if it's a thousand dollars, whatever was donated yesterday is going to go a long way in the Central Florida community to help those in need at this time. Just, again, there's been people that's been out of work. There's been people that's dealing with floods. There's been people dealing with power outages. Just so many different people have so many different struggles that they're going through. And it's great to see Central Florida come together to assist those in need. And the last thing, I have been surprised over the last couple of weeks. I will be back in St. Louis December 18th to be honored for the Power 100 which is an honor within itself. I had time to reflect and look back. So 2017, when I just started like learning photography a lot better, 2016 is when I started taking it serious. And, um, and 2017 is when things start coming together. I really had the gear that I needed and things of that nature. And I, I, I fell in love with shooting. I just fell in love with shooting in 2017, studied the craft and things of that nature, ran up on an opportunity, met the big homie ML Hunt. He asked me, like, really, really never knew. He just kept seeing me around and things like that. He asked me if I was interested in taking pictures for the event. I went to the event. I did not know the magnitude of this event. It was a big event. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh, shit. It was the movers and shakers in the city were in the building. And then it was me. Oh, so I'm there joking around, taking pictures and all that jazz. And for five years later, to be recognized and to be those indiv- one of those individuals that I was taking pictures of years ago is an honor, especially seeing where I'm at now. 2017 is still, photography was still a side hustle, something that I was doing to make money um, while I was in grad school, but also a way to connect with individuals that I probably wouldn't be able to connect with if it wasn't for my camera. And, and I am blessed. I am appreciative and I am honored to be recognized in my city and not staying in my city. For those that know when I'm there, I am there. I am talking to college and high school students. I'm connecting with family and friends. I'm tapping in with the different organizations that I was a part of. I'm tapping in with with the different community and business leaders. I make sure I support the black restaurants in the area. So I'm, I'm still connected even though I'm not a resident in St. Louis. Drake said it best. Never home, but always repping. I got the St. Louis arch on my goddamn hand, for God's sakes. And I'm making sure that I stay connected with the people that are moving and shaking. And they make sure that they stay connected with me so they know that I may not be in St. Louis, but everything that St. Louis has taught me is resonating in areas that I occupy. Central Florida, Florida as a whole, DC, Texas, New York, wherever I'm at, I'm making an impact. And it's great to be honored for that impact. So thank you all. I also be in St. Louis in November. My my family, we we started the Cora Fate Foundation. I, I am happy to be a part of that to support my grandparents in this time. For those that don't know, March 11 is what triggered my depression. I got a call that afternoon, which is my birthday, and and, and found out that my my aunt died. Um, heart attack and with just months of planning staying in contact with my grandparents they came down and visit me in Orlando and I'm happy to be in a space to to talk and to continue her legacy and as a family we will continue to keep the faith so before we move on with the hot topic make sure y'all follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Vales World Podcast and if you have a good read you got some stuff that's popping in your world you want to sponsor upcoming episode feel free Free to shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Hot topic. All right. Balling on a budget. Balling on a budget doesn't mean you broke. First and foremost, everybody should have a budget regardless of how much money you make. And we have a terrible notion that budgeting means poor, broke, you ain't got it. I used to think that way as well. Rich dad, poor dad taught me how to make money, make more money and think past money. Tax-Free Wealth showed me how to save money. And then there's all other type of books that taught me like what to do with money. And if y'all know Dave Ramsey, (laughs) that's the one that allowed me to be in a space where I can see budgeting as a different tool in order to elevate. Do I always stay on my budget? No, but it allows me to see where my money is going. It allows me to see, okay, this month, if I need and want all these things, how am I going to deviate this money for the next three months by moving some budget items around? Or what do I need to do to make more money for this month to offset that extra expense? And that's what budgeting allows you to do. It doesn't mean you can't have fun because when I was able to pay off $16,000 worth of credit card debt, I was having fun. I was outside. I was in Puerto Rico, went to Cancun, was 
out of town, Jamaica. Like I was outside when all that was happening, but I knew where my money was going. And honestly, one of the issues today is that people don't necessarily see the benefits of budgeting and are financially responsible to maintain funds. Yes, I can have more now. I, I, I joke a lot and say, yeah, I'm poor because I know how I will be when I have it. I know what that looks like now. I have a better idea and I'm preparing myself now. I'd rather fuck up $500 now than fuck up $500,000 five years from now, right? Learning the, the stock market and things of that nature. I'd rather be worth a million dollars than make a million dollars a year. And people can't fathom that ideal. I have enough money now to do a lot of stuff that I want to do right now. But what is that going to do? And what does that mean for my future? What does that mean five years, 10 years down the line? And if I was to transition off this earth, what does that mean for my family? I just canceled my Tesla. I had ordered a Tesla two months ago. They finally got it ready. Was they ready to deliver and things of that nature? And I'm chicking out because I'm thinking January of next year, I have to start putting money into my student loan debt again. I can't dodge it anymore. So that's an extra expense. It's all about cash flow. How much money do you have access to on a month to month basis after all of your bills and expenses are paid? So I want to make sure that I can maintain a healthy, comfortable cash flow for me so that I can continue to do the things I want to do and the things I feel I need to do for my family and friends. So even with women, money that I'm spending on you is possibly money that I'm taking away from my dream and or my family that I'm quite sure would need it way more than you. I got a little sister and a brother-in-law, nephew with a niece on the way that's trying to purchase a house. I'm going to help them with that. I got a grandmother who's getting house renovations and things of that nature. Everybody that knows me know my granny come first. I'm going to make sure I do whatever I need to do to make sure granny good. My baby sister is transitioning to her senior year in college. She's been through so much. I'm going to make sure she good. And that's where my priorities are. And I have to tweak my budget around some things that I want and some things that I need, but I can go without for a little bit just to make sure that they're good and that they have the things that they need so that they can move forward. Because if my siblings got it, my grandmother is good, we don't have to drain and continue to take and take and take from each other. We can start pouring once for one, the first step is making sure that we self-sufficient. Like once we in a space where we can take care of ourselves and then you'll see the relief trickle up. It's very rare that people that's that's giving acts from the people that's usually receiving for anything because now they have more in their cup because the person that was taken from the cup isn't asking for it anymore. So my first step has always been make sure that my family can be self-sufficient so that they don't have to ask me for shit. And then that will be a big relief. And then I can start investing in other spaces, but then making sure within those times that I'm also investing in myself in other areas as well. So it's two, it's a twofold thing. I'm not going to allow myself to go empty for anyone, but that's the importance of budgeting. And honestly, I have an entertainment budget, so I have money that goes towards food, that goes towards outdoor activities. But once I cap that, I'm not interested in doing it. Like I'm not really an outgoing person, but when I'm out, when I'm outside, I'm outside. There's going to be sections, bottles, pop. There's going to be a good time. And I try to surround myself around the good, good people. Because you realize that if you do that too much, people will create a habit of expecting that to happen. 
and they'll rely on you for a turn up and a celebration and they not contributing to the turn up. And these vibes ain't free. Y'all know that. We talked about it a while ago. These vibes ain't free. Once I start getting that feeling, you'll start seeing me stray away and get amongst my own, you know, a circle that's similar in, in fashion as it pertains to think. Because if all of us are spending $50, $75 to turn up, that's a lot different than one person spending $350, $400 in an outing and then becoming the expectation of this person doing this every time we go out, which isn't fair for nobody. So yes, you can have fun while being on a budget. A big piece is leveraging debt and credit cards, right? I spend everything on my credit cards because I get points. I get cash back. Even if it's 1%, I'd rather get something than nothing. So I always use my credit cards and then I pay my credit cards off before the interest hit. And that helps me out a lot. I can see where my money going. If there's some type of fraudulent charge, I can always dispute it, uh, put a hold on it, things of that nature. But with your cash, once your cash is gone, it's gone. Cash is king. So I try to make sure that that I have access to liquid cash as much as possible. I need to be able to access my cash. You never know what's going to pop up, what needs to be done. Have access to cash is, is important. That doesn't mean max out all your credit cards because, again, I still have my budget. So I already know what I'm spending a month or allegedly supposed to spend a month. So I just spend it anyway on my credit cards and then I use my cash to pay it off when I want to. And that's usually before the month is over so that it doesn't acquire interest. There's nothing wrong with interest, especially when you have the item that you want. But I hate interest, so I try my best. I'm very competitive, so I try my best to pay all my debt off before it hits interest. And that keeps me motivated and inspired, as well as make sure that my I don't get into the habit of continuing to adding things in my liability category, which are which is debt, and that I continue to put things in my asset category. So leverage your credit cards. Again, if if I can get a thousand dollar item on my credit card with zero percent interest for six to 12 months, why spend a thousand dollars at that one time when I can spread it out between six to 12 months, have that item, have zero percent interest and I can have the option of paying it off sooner. Why not do that? That way I'm still managing my cash flow. I still have the purchase. But be mindful of not doing that too many times because you don't want your items, you don't want your debt to affect your cash flow in the long term that you begin making, you begin spending all your money before you even have it. So being mindful of, for one, where are you at, where you stand on a, a budget side, how many transactions that you had and what what is the equivalent of those transactions? Because if you making, let's say after taxes, you making thirty five hundred a month. Let's just say with a month after taxes, after all the bills and stuff paid, you got thirty five hundred to play with. But the other expenses that you have is three thousand. I mean you have five hundred dollars to really play with wiggle room. That's that doesn't seem feasible, especially if you want to travel and save and do things like that. So just being mindful of those things. And again, you'll have it written out on your budget so you can see where those funds going. Um, learning how to say no, that's important when people ask for money being able to say no when at this time we have everybody asking for donations and things of that nature, being able to say no, being mindful. And then again, it's not you saying no because of any personal reason, you know, your budget and you can see if it's not in a budget for that month and our period of time. It is not your responsibility to take on everybody's burdens, especially financial burdens. Continue to tell yourself that. 
that's with stress, that's with anything that may happen in this world. Continue to tell yourself that because it's important. Don't allow yourself to be a sucker to doing sucker shit. Savings versus investing. I was talking to Sean um, a couple of days ago because I realized that I was like, man, I got $6,000 in this savings account and they gave me six cents. What the hell I'm do with six cents? So in order for me to see a dollar, I need to have like $100,000 in there just to see a dollar invested. So it's important to have a savings account. And again, whatever your comfort zone may be, if it's three months of expenses you have with your budget, you can see what your monthly expenses are. So you can acquire that and be like, okay, cool. This is going to be locked in where that one cent shit doesn't even matter. Or you can say, hey, I'm planning on retiring. I'm planning on making a big change. Let me have at least six months to a year of expenses saved up so I can live comfortably um, where I'm not struggling. At least I know how my bills pay, place to live, things of that nature, why I figured this out. And or if you're saving for a bigger a bigger buy, a car, a home, things of that nature. But once you hit that savings threshold, as you can see, that 0.10, whatever it may be, is it worth it? There's other ways you can invest your money that's going to make more money. The 401k, all that shit. Um, getting into stocks. There are so many ways that you can make your money. So don't necessarily look at savings as a, a chokehold. Figure out what that number that you want to meet. And once you get it there, locked in. I know for me, Bank of America, they have these different tiers. First tier is if you have $20,000 in all of your accounts for at least three months, you'll tap into a savings where you can save on auto loans and home mortgages and things of that nature. And then I believe it's $50,000 and $100,000 and things like that that you'll have. And it's easy just to kind of have that in your savings and, and build that up and let it do what it do. But once you figure that out, what that is for you, invest the rest. Figure out ways that you can make your money make money and not just sitting on money making one cent just to say, hey, I got this much in my savings account. And long term game. Think about how things are going to impact you and your family in the long term. That's the importance of budgeting. That's why budgeting is important. Yes, it's good to have fun. Yes, fun is needed. You need to be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You need to have these mini retirements and, and vacation and things of that nature throughout the year. Do not wait and have this idea that I have to wait till I get all of my dreams accomplished in order to have fun, in order to enjoy it, because that shit isn't promised. It's depressing and you need to figure out ways to pour back in yourself before burnout happens. So making sure that you implement fun and activities and things that you enjoy and desire to do in the midst of budgeting, in the midst of investing, in the midst of saving, in the midst of all these different financial things so that you don't continue to push it. Oh, when I'm done, when I get here, when I when I have this, I be able to do this. It doesn't work like that. Because if you like me, you're going to continue to create bigger and bigger and bigger goals for yourself. And you're not going to find yourself doing things that you enjoy doing, which are the small reminders of why you actually do it. So those are my little points and tips on budgeting. Again, create these habits sooner, better than later, because the things that you do today are the habits you have for tomorrow and the days to come. Peace and love. Thank y'all Valians for being a part of this journey. Make sure y'all continue to engage on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you want to sponsor or be a guest on an upcoming episode, feel free 
can shoot us an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Do not hesitate to hit us up on Anchor and leave a voice memo and hear yourself on an upcoming episode. Veils World can be heard on all the podcast platforms. I'm talking Apple. I'm talking Spotify and many more. And before you leave, make sure you hit the subscribe, share button, tell a friend to tell a friend. And yes, reviews are always wanted. Let the world know how you really feel. And I can't forget support. Become a monetary investor for as little as 99 cents a month. And we can take this thing a long way. Peace and love. If